Hello everyone, I'm your host Michael Anthony Suarez and on behalf of the Division of Student Affairs and Services and the Department of Recreational Sports and Fitness Services at MSU, we are delighted to have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with Dr. Carrie Vassell, who graduated from Michigan State University with her PhD in kinesiology. During her time here at MSU, she served as a research and assessment coordinator, and now she currently works as an evaluator at a health-related nonprofit organization. Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. Can you start off by sharing some insights about yourself? Yes, so I'm really excited to be here to talk about the research that I've conducted. Um, I've been working in this area of research uh, for the last five years over the course of my PhD at Michigan State. And there are lots of opportunities to look at different things, but academic success and the relationships uh, with recreational sports and then how it relates to academic success and student um, success overall, including health and wellness, uh, is a relatively newer area of research to look into, and there's lots of opportunities to look at different things. Um, so I've spent the last five years looking at academic success and then health and wellness um, through a variety of different ways to participate in rec sports. And the study here that we're going to talk about today is looking at intramural sports. So those would be the sports that we play here on our campus, and it's just MSU students against other MSU students, and there's no travel outside of the university. And I think we had some really awesome results with this study. That's great. That's really good to hear. I'm really excited to go in and talk about that. Where did this research journey begin and why is it important to you to focus on this type of research? So this research journey began actually a few years before I even got to MSU. There was a previous student. Uh, her name is Samantha Danbert. Samantha Deer is her married name. Uh, she was the first student that went through our PhD program to really look at this research at the college level and work with the recreational sports department here at MSU. So she got started and looked at some fitness center usage data. And then when I came in, she showed me the ropes on what we had going on for studies. I continued a longitudinal study that we had going on here and then started looking at some of this intramural sports data. Um, so the overall research path began before I even got here. And then I picked up and added to it once I started here as a student in my first year. And this area of research is really important to me because as a student, um, I participated in recreational sports and I found that that was really like a place where I felt a sense of belonging as a student. And I think that a lot of students would have a similar feeling on campus. So I think that there's a lot that rec sports can add to a student's overall college experience outside of just a resource for physical activity. As a kinesiology major, I think physical activity is awesome and I think everybody should be physically active. And I think a great way for students to be active is through rec sports because there are so many opportunities. It's really inclusive and you don't necessarily have to have a background in whatever you're playing, whether it's an intramural sport or you're going to go in and walk on the track. Um, it's a really collaborative environment where you can make friendships and also just kind of like find where you can fit in in one aspect of a college campus. What is the main purpose of this research? So the main purpose of this research is exploring those relationships between participation um, and some form of involvement through rec sports and then how it can contribute to student academic success. Um, so there are some theories that do support that involvement outside of the classroom does contribute to overall student success and progression toward that degree and graduation, them coming back after their first year. Um, there's a lot of relationships there that happen. 
So in order to kind of support that rec sports has a place at the table and that we really do contribute to that overall success and development of our students as they continue through, we wanted to take a look at some of those academic success variables and see what kind of relationships we could see with different avenues of participation. There's something that I read that really stood out to me. Those who participated in recreational sports were less likely to drop or fail any classes their first year and were 40% likely to move into sophomore status. They also were two and a half times more likely to come back to the university. That's amazing. Like what, how, like how did this come to be about? Like how did you find that? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, so in talking about like how does that work, um, it's really hard to establish like causal pathways and be like, because they played in rec sports, this is like what's happening um, because there are so many influencing factors on academic success. So one of the things that we did within our study was to control for some of those variables um, that we know can impact student academic success and be a predictor of that. Um, but if you were to ask like my personal philosophy after all of like the studying that I've done in this, and I think a lot of it comes back to sense of belonging for students as one of the major kind of driving factors that I think is important to explore and that I think could have a really strong component as to why these relationships happen. Students that find that they have a place, that they've made a connection with campus, want to do well, right? If you have no interest in anything related to MSU, you have no connections to it, I don't see how all the students would want to, you know, pass their classes and come back to the university and do well enough to progress toward a full degree. So achieving that sophomore status after their first year so that they come in as a true sophomore according to class um, credit standing is really a good indicator of progression on a timely fashion to graduation, as well as retention in general coming back after that first year. If you don't make a connection and you have no um, driving factor to pull you back to MSU, you're probably not gonna come back and you'll go somewhere else where you do have that relationship that forms. So I think that sense of belonging, in my personal opinion, is really the biggest factor as to why we see these relationships emerge. Um, and a lot more research is definitely needed. And again, the idea of like this causing something right now, it's associated um, with academic success. We can't necessarily say that there's a direct causal line to that because there's so many other factors. But we do think that there is an important relationship happening there in association. Awesome. Thank you. So just to remind everyone, we will have like a link to the article and more information, uh, but I do want to talk about some of the theories that you focused on. Like what were some of those theories that you were inspired by to do this research? Yeah, so there are two foundational theories um, in this area of research and in kind of general as far as student involvement. So Aston's theory of student involvement and then Tinto's model of student departure were the two that I focused on as far as using as a framework for my work here. Um, dealing with recreational sports and intramural sports and the impacts on academic success. Um, so Aston found that factors in a college environment that kind of promote involvement outside of the classroom setting are really important for students to make a connection to campus and that that can actually lead to greater success within students. Um, and then when we think about Tinto's theory of dep student departure, it also centers around that student involvement as an important factor as to why they're going to stay. Um, and kind of making that transition from where they were before coming to college to reforming relationships and bonds uh, when they do get to college to then make sure that that departure aspect doesn't happen or is less likely to happen. So I think that those two theories really frame everything well 
Um, and they're not specific just to recreational sports, but recreational sports is mentioned as one of those ways to be active in those extracurricular activities. So it really is a really good fit and framework for this area of research and helps explain kind of what's going on. What kind of sports were like conducted in this research? Was it like all intramural sports or was it specific kind? So this study included all of the intramural sports that were offered um, during those semesters or those years at MSU. So we have things ranging from like soccer and basketball and flag football and indoor volleyball and beach volleyball, all the way to things that I think of as more of like a non-traditional sport, like ultimate frisbee. Um, and while that's growing on college campuses, I don't think that there are high schools. Um, at least my high school didn't have ultimate frisbee as a sport. So it's something I like to think of it as there are opportunities for all because you don't have to be the person that played basketball or played softball or played football in high school. Um, very rarely do you come across someone who played a lot of ultimate frisbee before getting to the college environment, and then everybody can learn. Like It just kind of makes it where you're all coming in on the same playing field, and while we have things like club teams for those, um, I think that it really opens up kind of different ways to be active and different sports that are available to you outside of the context of like high school sports. How were you able to come up with the design of the study? So part of the design of the study actually came from assessments that I was doing. Um, something I forgot to mention in my introduction is that I worked for the rec sports department as I was going through my degree as the research and assessment coordinator. Um, so when I first came in, something that was part of my responsibilities was working on assessments within the neighborhoods um, and looking at usage of recreational sports offerings within the neighborhoods here on campus. Um, because we do have some different offers, offerings like group exercise classes. Um, and I started looking into what we were doing with those assessments and then thinking about our intramural sports. And that was kind of a gap of something that hadn't been explored by the previous student who was doing this work. And I really have a passion for intramural sports. So I thought, why not? Like, let's take a look at it. So through those assessments, I was able to explore intramural sports participation as well. And then it kind of just turned into a much larger study and went a lot further than just an internal assessment that we were doing here at MSU to turn into this study and get published. So with that study design, um, one of the things we wanted to add to the literature um, and the research base that's out there was the idea that we need to adjust for these other factors that can impact academic success. So I partnered with a data analyst um, here at the university and they were able to help me get access to the data through the registrar system um, so we had the intramural sports participation data at the rec sports department and were able to pull that because we use an online database for those. That's very helpful. Um, so I worked with our IM coordinator, Ross Winter, to gather that data and then worked with the data analyst here to then pair the users and non-users and be able to look at um, the data that would be those other variables that could impact. Like thinking about your high school GPA is a really strong predictor of what your success is going to be like as far as academic variables in college. Um, race and ethnicity, thinking about um, gender as well as the socioeconomic status of students, so looking at their income levels. So we had indicators that measured all of those that the registrar actually collects, and that really led to a really strong component of this design overall, um, which really helps to kind of like narrow down that relationship that we're seeing between rec sports and academic success. That's so great. And what I genuinely love about this conversation is that like, I can feel your passion for this research, which is so awesome. 
how did you decide to focus on the impact that this was having with the, you know, the academic part of students when they come to a university? Yeah, so this was kind of a need um, that was kind of just like apparent in the field, but then also here at MSU to support kind of the importance of recreational sports overall. Um, so when I specifically got to intramural sports, it was because it was something we hadn't looked at yet, um, but we definitely have a lot of students participating in it. So when we think about our campus, almost 20% of students on campus participate in intramural sports every year. So that is thousands of students, right? It's something that's very um, accessible to them, has a very low cost uh, by the time they split it amongst their whole team, and it rotates, right? We have seasons and we have schedules, and it's not a huge time commitment, but it's enough that we think that they're making these connections and that maybe that's fostering that greater success as they find that sense of belonging. Um, so that focus has really been like, it's about the campus community, right? And coming to college is not just about go to class and then come home. I think for a lot of students, we need and we want that extra connections to campus and looking at how important rec sports is was really a personal passion of mine. As like you said, I am really passionate about this, but it was also a need um, in order to encourage that rec sports is important and that we do contribute to academic success um, and that we should get more people participating. Awesome. How long did you take to do this research? Like what was the time frame and what did you find from the research that you did? Yeah, so the time frame, um, I got here in fall of 2014, um, and we'd had some previously collected data, but then to you have to wait long enough for people to get to their sophomore year, right? Um, so we looked at freshmen from fall of 2013 and fall of 2014. So we collected that data, and then once you extrapolate out to actually get to, once they are becoming sophomores and they've completed um those kind of like timeline to actually get to that far in their classes. We're looking at um, fall of 2015 before we can really assess whether they were retained and if they achieved sophomore status. Um, so then I think at that point we had collected data and over the 2015-2016 year. So it does take time, um, more so to wait until you have enough data to be able to look at the academic outcomes that you wanna look at. Um, and then also to then compile and analyze so like 2015, 2016, we finally had the data that we were able to look at. So then it was kind of strategizing on what would be important variables to include, making sure we could get those variables um, from our contact. Uh, that was the data analyst that could access the registrar system and then analyzing and then writing the publication. It does take a little bit, um, but we think the biggest kind of time component is waiting until you have enough data on the students to be able to take a look at that one year retention. It means you need to wait a full year until to see if they come back, right? They're at the beginning of their sophomore year before you can truly assess like, did they come back or not? So so was that only done to like one cohort or or was that done with multiple cohorts? Like how, what did you compare it to? Did you compare, if you compared it? Yeah, so actually what we compared it to were students, we looked at students who were participating in intramural sports and we compared them to students who had very similar demographic profiles to them. We matched them like one for one, basically. Um, so if you were a female freshman coming in and your race was a certain race, your socioeconomic status was a certain status, we matched you to someone who did not play intramural sports in their first year that had the same demographic background as you, all the way down to a range around what your high school GPA was. 
So we matched around a 0.25 range, which might seem slightly large, but in order to actually get down to matches, um, it really is a sufficient range to match around. You would be matching like a 3.5 to like a 3.75 at max as far as difference. Um, so we actually compared them to people who were their peers here at school in the same year that they came in as freshmen. So they had the same access to all the same opportunities in that year. Um, and we matched them on their demographics so that we were comparing individuals of similar standing according to these things that we know can impact academic success um, to help kind of really reinforce and strengthen the relationships that we were looking at. Were you surprised with any of like with your findings, with like the results of what you found when you did this research? I wouldn't say that I was surprised. I would say I was more excited about it because I thought we had a really good study and we had really good results. And taking it to conferences, I had a lot of really good feedback from both practitioners and other researchers in the world of rec sports, as well as people outside of rec sports, just on college campuses in general. So I wouldn't say I was surprised because I knew, like, from my own personal experience that rec sports was important and that intramural sports really, like, allowed me to develop those relationships with campus and that these models and theories out there supported that that would lead to greater academic success or increasing the likelihood of that. So I would say that I was more excited about it, that we had a really awesome study and we had such kind of like strong numbers to really kind of validate that these relationships are happening. That's awesome, Carrie. I guess what I'm thinking now, right, we've done this research and you have these great results. What's next after this? Yeah, so I think a big thing about what's next is sharing this information. So one thing that I hope comes from this study are things like this, where I'm allowed to have an opportunity to talk to people about it and kind of give more detail on those relationships, because I think maybe not always publications are the most accessible way for people to digest information. Um, so having an opportunity to talk to people about it and explain kind of what the results mean and why it's so important, taking it out to other universities. Um, we've been contacted by others that want to do similar studies or are doing similar work and want to collaborate and kind of share this information widely across this field within rec sports and then also just widely across their universities. So I think the biggest next step is sharing it, but then also still adding to the literature. So we have now a study on freshman students with intramural sports. We should look at what happens to those freshman students that participate. Do they continue to participate every year after their freshman year? Because we know students oftentimes move off campus and intramural sports happen on campus. So do they still continue to participate? Do students who participate over all four years, like I did as a college student when I was completing my bachelor's, do even better than students that only participate their first year? Are they more likely to graduate on time in those windows that we look at for standards for graduation? So I think there's still a lot of work to be done, but I think that this is a good start, especially with introducing um, methodology that adjust for some of these other variables, because a lot of the previous work that's been done um, has been either with small samples or self-reported data, which there's nothing wrong with self-reported data, um, but they haven't been able to access the actual university databases as well as they either couldn't or didn't have the opportunity to control for those other variables that we did with race and ethnicity and socioeconomic status and gender. Um, thinking about those kind of variables is really important in these relationships. And for our listeners out there, like and some of them might be parents, students, you know, even faculty and staff. For the parent, what advice would you give to parents uh, to encourage their students to participate in intramural sports? 
So specific to intramural sports, I would say, one, first, all participation is great. When we talk about all the different student organizations that we have, I participated in a lot more than just intramural sports. But I think the big thing about intramural sports is that it allows them to build relationships, right? So when you think about your college student moving away from home for the first time and they're going off to college and maybe they're going a long ways away, intramural sports is a group activity. So you're building relationships with other students on your dorm floor or with students in your class or maybe even with students from another registered student organization that you joined. And I think that those relationships that you develop both like on and off the intramural sports fields and courts are really helpful to furthering their success beyond just like here at MSU, right? They're learning things about like time management and they're learning things about how to work well with others and how to deal with conflict because sometimes there's conflict on athletic fields, right? We all know that if you've participated in sports and you've really got to know how to deal with those things. And if you can kind of tie in those other aspects of learning for them that are going to carry on throughout their whole life, And then there's also the plug for physical activity, right? Because health and wellness is important and it really starts when we're very young. And that first time you're away for college, like you are in charge of your life, right? And maintaining your physical activity levels is always a good thing. Or maybe if they didn't have the sport that you like to play, but now we have these other sports available through intramurals, you can find a fit for how you like to be physically active. And there's the social component with your friends, so you're not doing it alone. It could open a whole new world to how to be active and then things that you can do after graduation too, like ultimate frisbee. There are community leagues. You can go play with your friends. It leads to frisbee golf as well. All different kinds of things that can continue across the lifespan as far as physical activity. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Those are all of my questions. Is there anything else that you think is important to share? Just thanks so much for listening. I'm really excited to share this work with you and would encourage you and anybody else you would know to get involved in the RAC Sports Department, whether you're from MSU here, we've got a great department and a lot of offerings, or you're from a different university or you know someone somewhere else, getting involved in recreation uh, where you are is just a wonderful avenue to boost your success, but also boost your health levels. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for being here. Again, if you all have any questions, feel free to go into the Student Affairs and Services website, and that should direct you to the Recreational Sports and Fitness Services, where you can find all the different intramural sports that um, MSU hosts throughout the year. Thank you so much.